Hi, and thanks for checking out our City Reach Philly podcast from wherever you are listening. We hope you are encouraged by this week's message. I want to jump right into the word today, John chapter 15, 4, 5, 4 and 5, verses 4 and 5. Basically, today we should be wrapping up our Abide series. How many have enjoyed the Abide series? I really have as well, and, and I, I want you to um, to keep it in your heart. I know some folks have told me that they keep listening to it on the podcast, and it's not because of my voice, but I believe the voice of the Holy Spirit, which is urging us to abide in Him, and us abide in Him. And so, we'll read the verse again, and, and for, for those of you who haven't been here, um, and for all recollection, verse 4, it says, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. If you don't know what abide means, it means remain. So let's just read it again. Remain in me and I in you. This is Jesus talking. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides or remains in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. And again, abide means to remain stable, fixed, or to remain in place. Um, and there's one, I put a new picture up there, some fruit, just for the people who made fun of my first picture. Um, and, and again, we put the picture up there just to, because it, especially if you're hungry, you know, um, I was a little hungry last night, and there was some, some cherries at the house that were really good. And, um, and, and they, they sustained, they nourished me, I felt good. Uh, I didn't really want to share any with my wife, right? Um, but we did. And, and, and um, the reason I put up there is because when you're hungry, when you're, when you're lacking uh, nourishment and you have something that brings nourishment, it brings satisfaction, right? It fulfills you. And, and that's what Jesus was talking about. Jesus, when he says that he wants us to bear much fruit, is so that we will what, bring nourishment, right, not to ourselves, but to those around us. Yeah. And we talked about how the, the fruit tree grows and it doesn't ever eat of its own fruit. It's there to serve others. It's there to provide for others. And, and so, are, so is your life. Your life, and, and we get caught up with, we get so stuck on so many things that happen to us in life. And if we're not careful, everything that happens, we look at it as a negative thing, right? Because things happen. So how many have go through some stuff? Yeah. Everybody goes through stuff, all of us. But it's your perspective that matters. So if every time something rises up against you, say, oh, here I go again, and you go to a negative place, that's exactly where the enemy wants you, right? He wants you to live in negativity. I'm telling you, those things that rise up, they're going to keep rising up, all right? It depends. What matters is your attitude towards it. That's what matters. And so as they rise up, you say, hold up. No, I, 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 I'm a son or a daughter of an all-living God, right? And I refuse to get negative because he's going to see me through this. And this test will be my testimony, right? Because I'm telling you, those things come up all the time. We live in an imperfect world, a sinful world, and, and, and a world where God is testing us, right? To, to make us that person, that man or that woman that he created us to be. And the only way we live that out is by facing the giants, right? And not by ourselves, because it's not with your power, it's not with your might, right? It is with the spirit. 
fight. And, and I don't know about you, but, but, but somebody needs to hear that in here. You've been fighting too long with your own strength. You've been fighting too long with your own logic. When God says, I already paid the price so you can to, to, to allow me to fight for you and through you. And that comes through the Holy Spirit. Now, now the essentials, the things we need in order to abide in him and abide in us, we've talked about these for the last five weeks. We talked about surrender, humility, obedience, and faith. You'll see them up there on the screen. Surrender, humility, obedience, and faith. If you could just leave those up there for a little bit. These essentials, they need each other. They work hand in hand. So surrender needs faith, right? Obedience needs surrender. Humility needs faith. They need each other in order for him to abide. And that's why we need to consistently live these out. It's not like we're humble one day and then the next day we become prideful. It's about living humility out. It's about being obedient, right? That doesn't mean we don't fall sometimes. That doesn't mean that we don't mess up sometimes. But that means that we need to do our part to make sure that these things are... See, when these are working in unison, then he can abide, right? When they're working together, then all of a sudden, you look different, right? All of a sudden, your perspective changes when these things are working together. So even though we've talked about them in the past weeks, you can't let go of these. We have to continually... Surrender and repent before God. And, and we talked about surrender and how surrender is a privilege. Yeah. We get to surrender. It's not a negative. It's not a weak thing. The world tells you and, the, and, and society tells you that being a, a surrendering is, is negative and it's weak. But it's not. That is a lie. Because there's people in hell right now who wish they could surrender. And you get to. Right? I get to surrender before I get to repent. I get to say, God, forgive me because I am flesh and bone. Forgive me because my, my mind is not always in the right place. Forgive me because sometimes I am very angry. Forgive me because I'm still bitter, right? And we need to come to a place where we can say, God, and what? We find freedom when we begin to do that. When we begin to admit and stop blaming everybody else, look in the mirror and say, yeah, I got to take some of the blame too, Right? I, I'm preaching. This isn't even part of the message. And I'm preaching this because I feel like there's some of us who keep in. The, we, we talk about this the same wheel, the same wandering. We talked about that last week. Wandering, wandering in the desert with the same issue. It just looks different, right? It's the same issue, and the fact is we keep blaming him, blaming the boss, blaming them, blaming him or her. When the fact is we haven't stopped, we haven't stood still to look in the mirror and say, what blame do I have? Right? It's not fun, brothers and sisters. I'm not here to, I'm here to encourage you to do that. But we all have to do that. I got to get in the mirror, right? Got somebody who understands that in the house, right? It's okay to say I'm a mess, right? That's a good place to be sometimes because if you can't admit it, you can't move forward and you stay stuck, right? Bigger than that, he cannot abide or remain with you. So again, we need these things to work together. Um, when we, be, when we begin to abide in him and he begins to abide in us, it opens up a new realm of his presence. It opens up this new realm of his glory. And today we're going to talk about that because the reason we've done this Abide series 
is so that we would experience his presence. We need his presence. I need his presence. You, even if you don't believe it, you need his presence in your life. I'll never forget when our, um, when uh, Pastor Francisco and, and his and Vanessa came to us uh, when they first came back and uh, well, came came to us last year and and we were talking and, and they were like we've been praying, Pastor, and you you know them you know they're they're praying pastors, right? And, and they were talking to me and my wife and they said we've been praying like what is the formula? How do we you know do the church? What is the what is the secret to doing church? And we were praying, we were fasting. And I'll never forget when Pastor Vanessa tells us, she said, the Lord spoke to me one day. And he said something very simple. The Holy Spirit said this, who doesn't want to be in my presence? ¿Quién no quiere estar en mi presencia? Because if you've never experienced God's presence, you should start praying for it. Because once you're in his presence, your perspective changes. And sometimes we complicate some things, right? We complicate some things in our lives. We complicate some stuff in the church, right? We, we got some things that are very complicated, but it's very simple. It's about him. It's about his presence. It's about us doing these four things. I surrender in humility. I'm, I'm ready to obey what your word says, and I'm going to move out in faith, right? Simple. Yet we complicate it, and let's talk a little bit about that complication today. Um, Exodus chapter 33, verse 14 and 15, and then we're going to jump to verse 18. Um, this is God speaking to Moses, and, and I would recommend you go back and read the whole chapter. We're not going to do that right now. But this is God replying to uh, Moses' prayer. He says, the Lord replied, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. How many need rest in the house? Yeah. I'm going to ask one more time. Y'all going to be honest. How many need a little bit of rest? Yeah. I need some rest in my life. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Glory to Jesus. You know, I, I'm going to be a little transparent and confess something. I was sitting here during the first banish service, you know, and I found his presence, and, and I felt him draw me to the altar, right? He drew me. And I didn't really want to come up because nobody was up. But it was during the worship. He drew me. I found myself right there. And you know what I did? I was honest with him. I surrendered some. So I said, Lord, take my anxiety, and I'm leaving it here on the altar. I left some anxiety there. I left some fear at the altar. And I said, Lord, give me some rest. Amen. Amen. I share that with you because it's a good thing. It brings you peace. Glory to Jesus. Let's keep going. It says, and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us. Don't send us if your presence doesn't go with us. Says, then Moses says, now, in verse 18, he says, now show me your glory. He asked God that. That's an audacious question, right? Or, or, or a, a request. It's, it's, Moses said, I want to see your glory. Right? In, in that chapter, God, God even talks about that. Other side. He, said, I can't, he said, Moses, I, I can't even show you my face because if I do, you'll die. Yeah. Because my glory is just too much for this flesh and, 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 and bone body to, to be able to, to, to uh, sustain God's glory, the, the, the essence of who he is. So, so today, I really want to talk about his glory and, and, and how he wants you to experience a piece of his glory. 
And, and maybe you don't understand that too much, but I'm going to ask the question, how many are ready to feel and experience a glimpse and a, a piece of his glory in your life? I, I, I've been wanting his glory, and I believe he wants to bring it. What, if, what does his glory mean? It, here's, a, here's a definition. In the Hebrew, it, it means literally the weight. It means weight. The weight of God. The glory of God is the weight of all that God is. The fullness of his holiness, his power, his love, righteousness, his grace. And it manifests through his presence. Right? Now this is, this is something powerful because he's a holy God. Right? He's holy and he's so much beyond us. But you're his creation. Right? Although he is all-powerful, he created us. He created you, right? And part of your mission in this life is to experience his glory here on earth. Amen? Even though we don't deserve it because we're sinful. Even though hey, we, we messed up a hundred times, he still, he, he, he understands, he did not create, he does not expect perfection from you, folks. He's not looking for perfection. He's looking for a humble heart that's going to repent before him and allow him to manifest himself through you. Glory to God. Why, why should we be seeking his glory? See, we, we, we need his glory so that we can move forward and not stay in the same place, right? We need his glory for that. As we experience his glory, our faith grows. We just talked about how we need faith. Our hunger for him grows. And we gain clarity on our circumstance. We're able to understand and not fear like we used to fear when something goes wrong. Because of his glory, because of his presence. Glory to Jesus. Um, when, we're, when, we, when we experience his glory, the purpose for our life becomes clear or clearer. And, and that's one of the biggest questions we have. Why did God create me? Why am I here? What is my purpose? And I'm telling you right now that your purpose is greater than you think. Your purpose is greater than you believe. And society, culture, family, sometimes friends, have either tried to crush your purpose or, or tried to define it for you when that's not their job. It's actually none of their business, right? That's God's business to define who you are and why he created you, right? And a lot of times we can't move forward because we let somebody else define it for us, right? We let our mom or our pop or somebody else say, no, 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 you can't do that, right? No, not you. See, I had a lot of doubt when we opened this church. I had a lot of doubt. I didn't know. I didn't, I, I, I was just, I felt God calling me and we took a step of faith and boom, the church comes. But if I were to listen to people, they told me, no, you can't do it. No, you shouldn't do it. No, are you sure God called you? I don't think he called you. Who opens a church? What are you thinking, right? And if I would allow them to define that for me, right, I wouldn't be standing here. But know that the first day we opened this church at, at Northeast High School, when I stood up on that altar and I didn't even know how to preach, I said, I was created for this. Why? Because I was discovering the purpose that God had for me. Not my mama, not my daddy, not my sister or my brother, but an almighty God. 
He says, you want to experience my glory? Take a step of faith. You want to experience my glory? Stop crying in the little corner that you keep going back to. But rise up. Be the man. Be the woman that I called you to be. Because I want to show you who you truly are. Is it easy? No. But you got no other choice, brother and sister. See, see, Moses had this experience where he got to experience God's glory. His life would never be the same. If you read the passage, his face glowed. Everything about his physical nature changed because he had been in God's glory. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Glory to Jesus. And we have that honor. You have that honor. I don't care what you've done. I don't care where your heart is now. God still loves you and wants to share his glory with you. So you can't earn it. You can't buy it. You have to receive it, right? Glory to Jesus. Now listen very closely to this. The last thing the enemy wants is for you to experience God's glory. He wants you to stay right where you are. Because he knows if you experience his glory, then there's trouble, right, for him. Right? So if he can keep you down, he stays up. But when you rise up, he got no other place to go than down. Be on the screen it says, When we humbly surrender, believe in faith, and obey Him, He begins to expose His glory to you and I. I need some glory exposure in my life. Glory to Jesus. I need to be exposed to some of His glory so He can begin to change the way I think, right? So He can begin to change the way I see things. So that he can change the way I walk into the places that I walk, right? So he can change the way I touch, right? Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. And I'm not coming to church, and I'm so happy you're here today. I'm happy, and I pray you'll be encouraged by coming here. And I want you to continue to come to, to, to church. If it's not church, then, then not this church, then by all means, find that church God's calling you to be a part of. And be there and be committed in your church. Right? But 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 I'm glad to see you here. And I, I know the Holy Spirit's pleased because I know that many of you had a hard time getting here. And there's some folks who couldn't make it here, who wanted to be here, but some stuff got in the way, right? But you're here. And praise God for that. But we have to be very careful, right? We have to be careful because it's like this, it's like this rich man. He has a big party, right? He invites a couple hundred people. A couple hundred people come to his party, and it's the greatest party ever. People are having a good time. There's great food. There's entertainment. There's all these things. And the man, he invited all these people just so he can share some of himself with the people, right? But a lot of, a lot of people go to the party, and they never even acknowledge the man who threw the party, right? 
They're talking to everybody else. They're enjoying the, the entertainment, the food, and everything. But they never even acknowledge the man who threw the party. And that happens to us when we come to church sometimes, right? We come, we have fun, we, we have fellowship with each other, we talk to each other. But there's times that we don't acknowledge the one who threw the party, right? And, and so as we come in here, I, you know, be encouraged. Enjoy the worship, you know. But but in the midst of, of, a, of a church service, always take the moment and say, Lord, where would I be without you? Lord, thank you for bringing me here today. Lord, I, I, you know what I'm going through, but I know we're going to get through it. See, a lot of times we pray an eye prayer. I'm going through this. I, no, no. Lord, we're going through this. Lord, you see how our finances are. Not mine, because I'm yours. So they're not mine, they're ours. Right? We begin to pray a little bit different and acknowledge that whatever's mine is his, right? And whatever's his is mine. Glory to Jesus. It's a perception. It's a change of mindset. We, we've been talking about that all year, about changing our mindset. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Exposure to his glory brings transformation. Transformation of the mind, right? Of your heart, of your life. That's what God wants for you. That's what the enemy doesn't want. That's what God wants for you. Right? Because when he begins to transform you and the way you think, then all of a sudden, your home begins to be transformed. How many, and I know we got some people who are newer, but that even last year, if you compared your home to last year to your home this year, it's transformed, right? It's not the same place. I know some folks in the house. I've been to your house, right? Where before a lot of words that probably weren't so pleasing to God were just flowed like nothing, right? All of a sudden you've been exposed to something. And transformations happen. All of a sudden those same words don't come out as much or they stop coming out, right? That's transformation. You don't look at people the same way, right? Because transformation, so that's what God wants. Our homes change, our marriages change, our relationships, our communities begin to transform. How many want to see the community transform? I'm going to tell you a secret. Maybe some of y'all know it. You know, we pray to God all the time. God, transform the city. How many have prayed that prayer? I prayed. Lord, you got to do something, God. Lord, you got to change my neighbors. God, you got to do something with the neighbors. God, you got to do this. And Lord, I need, we need to see transformation. And I've been praying that all my life. Transform this and transform that. And, trans and you know what the Lord told me today when I was there? He said this. He said this. He says, it's transformed people that change your community. In other words, he's saying, you change and the community changes. You seek me. Don't keep asking me to do it. Keep asking me to transform you so then I can work it through you. Right? So sometimes we pray wrong, right? It's not that it comes from a wrong place or a bad place, but it's not... God could wipe every, all of us off the face of the earth right now, just walk on, right? But no, he loves us, and he chooses to work through you in order to bring transformation 
to others. Right? Hallelujah. So it's transformed people that change a community. That's why on Thursday we were out on the street, right? To give people a little bit of God's glory. To share a little bit of the love and compassion that God has given us. Amen. And so that the Taconi community can taste a little bit of that fruit, right? That we showed. Many of you are bearing fruit and you don't even know it. Because you still don't feel worthy of it. You still feel shame and guilt, but you're bearing some fruit. And God is saying to you today, there's more fruit to bear. Abide in me. Be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Through your humility and surrender, and you'll bear more fruit. How many want to bear more fruit? See, because this, let me tell you, it, it, was, it was transformation. It was transforming of me this week. You know, we, we just went out and prayed for some folks on Thursday. Yeah. To me, it was powerful. You know, I think Brother Ron blew down the whole block, you know, in his prayer. I think the devil ran a little farther, right? But something happened in the spiritual realm of this community on Thursday. Because we, yeah, we prayed for some folks. You know, somebody put on Facebook, they put um. They put, uh, oh, it's so good to see the church. You know, I was back up, I forget the words they use. It's so good to see the church out there praying for the people who are less than, right? The less than people. It's so good to see them. You know, at first I was, you know, skeptical, but it looked, it looked real. And I'm glad they put that. Amen. Praise God that they saw it. But guess what? It wasn't just for the person we laid hands on, right? It was for the person who wrote that. Because they were impacted too. This ain't just for poor people. This ain't just for homeless people. This is for all people. And so when we go out there, we represent the King of Kings. Hallelujah. We may be praying for a poor person. We may be praying for an addict. Hallelujah. But we're impacting everybody else out there. That's what this is about. It's about his glory brings transformation. His glory brings transformation. He wants to share his glory with you. He wants his presence to flow through you. Hallelujah. Impossible things change without effort in his glory. That'll be up on the screen, I hope. Maybe. Impossible things change without effort. Some things that are seem impossible, some things that you've been struggling for 20, 30, 40 years, leave with little effort when his glory is involved, when his presence is involved, when his presence is flowing through you, all of a sudden what would be what's impossible becomes possible. All of a sudden the, the lame walk and the blind machine and the addict is free. Because of his presence, it's not because of you, it isn't because of me. It's because we've allowed a mighty power to flow through us that we don't even deserve. His name is the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. Church, stand up. Holy Spirit, we cry out to you that you would go through us in this place, in this place. Holy Spirit, God, can we just cry out to the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit, we need your glory. Presence in our lives. We're tired of the same thing. 
become reality through Him. Some things you gave up on. Some things you gave up on become reality. He makes a way where you couldn't even fathom a way. Fear, anxiety, depression, junk disappears when his presence comes. Close our eyes for a moment. Mm, Jesus. 
Jesus, we honor you in this place. Holy Spirit of God. Lord, I just pray, Lord, for your church today, Lord. Pray for every heart, every mind, every life in this place. Our young folks, our students, our children, Lord. Marriages that are hurting, Lord. Relationships that have been demolished, God. Homes, Lord, that are so lost. God, we pray, Lord, for our community, Lord. I pray, Holy Spirit of God, that we would make room for you to bring transformation to us. Church, I just urge you to make room for him. If you don't know how to do this, say, God, come into my heart. I make room for you. Come into my heart. I make room for you today. Forgive me for all the stuff I've done and help me. Transform me. Make me useful in your kingdom. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray, Lord, the power of your Holy Spirit over your church. That's your glory, Lord bring transformation that only you could bring. Pray it in Jesus' name. Jesus of Nazareth. All powerful. Name above all names. Amen. Thanks for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed the message. Please subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. Have a blessed week.